Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes spent some time recuperating in Moody Bay, got geared up, won a little extra money, and took the plunge into Stranglethorn Vale. They're headed up to the Gurubashi Arena, but what will they find when they arrive? What dangers await them on the road ahead? Let's find out now because it's time to queue up for more Heroic Dungeons and dragons. Last time, you guys woke up in your rooms at the Salty Sailor. The sea air is crisp and refreshing. You guys feel good. Your bags are packed. Blades sharpened, and you're ready to start your trip north. Uh, you, the last time that we played, you guys were just about on your way out of town. Was there any last-minute things that anybody needed to do in town before we got on the road? I am definitely ready to get going. I think we spent enough time here. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm equipped. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Hangover's gone. Feeling good, got some, got some good rest, and uh, yeah, I'm ready All to right. keep walking. You guys leave Booty Bay through the northern uh, cliffs, like walking up the switchback and going through the cave thing that ends in the big shark mouth, like they have at the northern section of Booty Bay there. Um, as you walk out of that pathway uh, to your left and to your right there are some goblins that are like kind of standing guard at the entrance they kind of give you the old ocular pat down on your way by but kind of in general they look more bored than anything else as you leave town what is the marching order as you guys head north marching order we're, are, are we, we're staying on the road yeah yeah you're on the road you guys can be side by side you can be one in front one in back how do you want to uh is there any particular pa- uh, method to this? I mean, we're just walking on the road, but like you know, we can we can just be walking together. Balkus will always be alert, looking for um, any signs for struggle on the road or anything that would look suspicious, like a trap, like you know, you think like an overturned cart on the road, mm, questionable, you know, things things like that that would cause somebody to pause while walking down the road. No, I'm I'm. Looking at all there is to see, I've never seen a jungle like this, you know, um, and all the different kinds of animals. So that's going to be really interesting to me. I am bored almost as soon as we start walking. Um, So I'm going to be pointing out like, ooh, there's a flower. Ooh, there's a cow. Although I don't think there's cows in this jungle. But that kind of thing, like a four-year-old on a car trip. Yeah, but every time you say that, I... I jump up a little bit and, and, and look because all of this stuff is brand new to me. So you might be bored, but you know, every time you p- point out a lizard, I'm going to, 
I'm going to go, ooh. I keep finding vines because we're in the jungle, and I keep trying to convince Falcus to, like, Tarzan it. Like, I want to see, I just want to see Falcus Tarzan. He, I don't know if he's falling for it, but that's, that's, that's my general, like, attitude. We didn't really answer that we did. Uh, Casey's question. But no, I got cluster. an answer, and then I got a whole bunch else besides that. So now I'm kind of looking to Falcus to find out if you're gonna. <laughs> are we gonna need to roll a persuasion check to see if you get Tarzan, or are you considering <laughs> doing it all on your own? I'm gonna point out a vine to Arya. Says, "Hey, test that one out for me." And I know it's. I'm, I'd like to think that I know it's a snake, just to get her. I'm not going to back down, so I'm going to be like, if I do it, will you do it? Like, if I do this, will you do this? Is that what it's going to take? Remember, I'm part wolf. I land on my feet. Like, let's go. I don't know if that's what wolves do. I was just more or less envisioning the idea of like, ooh, what about this one? Ah, her face like a snake. <laughs> I don't know. It was just where I was going with that one in my head. I'm just going to continue to just roll my eyes at you. Like, I'm not going to do that. Fine. I I like the idea of rolling persuasion to see if Falcus <laughs> does it or not. Do you want me to roll persuasion? Well, it's up to you guys if that's the direction that you're trying to go. Then if you're trying to actually try to convince him to do it, then go for like, it. Like, I think I'm trying to convince him, but like, I don't want to hurt him. But yeah, I'm definitely like pushing hard for him to do it. All right. you. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one out here. If you really want this to happen, you're going to have to make it worth my while. Like, you already know I'm a gambler. You already know that I play cards and I do stuff like that. So you're going to have to come up with something that's going to I have make this it super tasteful, one-of-a-kind painting that I think you <laughs> Oh, dear. We don't need to bring that up. All right. How about... You're, 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 you're going to pull that one out now. You're not going to save it for something how better about, later. Hold on. How about... Because that would, that would work here. About 10 gems. I'll give you 10 gems. 10 gold of gems. <laughs> All right. All right, sweet. Well, you're you're, you're going to give him 10 gold to do something dumb? Yeah. No, it's worth it. I'm here for it. Wait, remember, you guys won gambling and I benefited. I can spare 10 gold to walk Falcus do something. Plus, we've been getting uh-huh. long enough that, like, we got each other's backs. It's fine. I'll look to find a sturdy enough vine to satisfy Ari's entertainment okay roll a nature check Ooh. i rolled a four does the red box mean a natural one i think it does because this guys, is a new interface this, is this, this part is a critical of critical fail yeah. on a vine well that's on my nature check that's not to say that i might still land on my feet that's up to oh well so you She's like, here's 10 gold. Just do do the thing that's stupid. And you're like, oh, yeah, fine. And you you don't even bother to take a look to see what might be sturdy, what might be healthy, what might be it's a snake. weight, you know, support your weight. You just reach out to the first thing dangling <laughs> from a tree that you see and you go to start climbing it. I'm just going to need this real quick. Ah! <laughs> Okay, so the thing you reach for, you reach and you tug and you go to start climbing and it retracts 
and tries to wrap around you and you realize at the last minute, whoops, oh, okay, snake, my bad. And you go dancing backward away from it as it tries to constrict you. I imagine a seven is going to miss your armor class by a mile. Yes. Um, this thing is hanging from the tree in such a way that at first, out of the corner of your eye, it may, oh, you mistake it for a vine. Okay, cool. Um, as you back away from it, it is staring at you. And it looks ticked off, which makes sense. But it is really eyeing you down. You know what? Y'all always get us into these dumb situations. What? Leave that poor snake alone. It ain't not done anything to you at all. I'm just going to be like, maybe a couple miles down the road here, Ari. And just take it wide around it. I am bent over laughing at this point because this could not have gone any better than what I imagined. And if Falcus is kind of like walking down the road, I'm just going to just kind of follow, just chuckling to myself. Assuming that I didn't complete the bet, so I'm not getting my 10, 10 gold worth of gems. I'll, I'll give you five because that was worth it. <laughs> I'll give you five. All right. <laughs> you guys are able to continue down the road, otherwise unaccosted. Um, as you're moving away from Booty Bay the salty smell of the sea air starts to kind of fade a little bit. It's replaced by the sticky, humid atmosphere of the jungle. The dirt road in front of you winds a little bit as it stretches north, so there's only so far in the distance that you can see before it kind of turns a little bit and you see trees and, you know, greenery and whatnot. Uh, the shade from the canopy doesn't really do very much to help you, uh, you know, to protect you from the heat of the jungle. Um, and around you, you can hear the sounds of wildlife. You can hear the call of jungle birds. You hear the buzzing of insects in the distance. Um, I do know that Falkus and Butch did announce kind of deliberately that they were looking around in various directions. Falkus kind of eyes forward, Butch kind of like into the woods a little bit. Um, go ahead and roll. Uh, can I get a perception check from each of you? Falkus has a dirty 20. 11. So Butch and Falkus uh, are particularly kind of heads up about making sure that as they're walking, they kind of kind of have their eyes up. Um, you guys both see that the jungle itself seems pretty normal as you march, but um, there are a couple of things as you travel that start to jump out at you as being a little bit strange. In the distance to the north, you can see that the sky is this beautiful reddish orange color, like a nice tranquil sunset. Um, the problem is, is you'd expect to see that color to the west at sundown. Um, it's morning, and it's in the north. So that's kind of weird. Um, you're a little put off by that. You see, and you're like, okay, that's kind of strange, a little unnerving. Um, and you go to take a little bit of a closer look around, around you, and that's when Butch, looking into the jungle and looking through the trees, starts to see that a lot of the leaves and a lot of the vines and a lot of the the greenery the the tips of the leaves like kind of around the outside edges of a lot of the leaves have like a reddish kind of a, a discoloration to them um Falcus being a little bit more perceptive than Butch also sees as he's looking around and like kind of I just got attacked by a snake that was like eyeballing me down like those wild animals out here you occasionally see other kinds of creatures of the jungle birds and lizards and things that normally you wouldn't have given a second glance but a lot of these creatures are eyeballing you 
like staring you like not just like aware of you and continue about their day like as you're marching there are birds in the trees that are staring at you there are lizards in the bushes that are staring at you there are uh like snakes again like in the trees or like in you know up in the branches and whatnot that are staring at you hey uh butch I don't know if you can, if you've noticed this at all, and I'll, I'll point out one of the birds, and I'll point out one of the lizards that are sitting there. That's not normal. Um, didn't you say you can talk to animals? That bird does look weird now that you, now that you point it out that way. Uh, well, uh, well, to, to answer your question, yeah, I can, but I, it, it'd take a minute. I, 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 you know, I'd have to do a little uh, meditation. Yeah, I, I think this is a good, good, good pause right here. We can take a bit of a bit of a lunch break or a late morning snack. Um, but I'd like to know a little bit more about what they're thinking, or at least, you know, what's the? Because if I'm trying to remember what an, uh, um, talk to animals, it's just like you get a general idea or just of what, like how they're feeling, like fearful, or I, I'm just trying to remember what um, speak to animals is like. But like. Uh, just kind of get an idea of what's going on here because this isn't the first one that I've noticed that snake did it back there the birds a couple lizards I saw um, a couple little other mammals and critters down in the lower bush that I saw back there too all of them had the same kind of similar look that they're watching us and it's it's unnerving okay well <clears throat> let's uh you know you know s- s- sit down a little bit then and uh, maybe y'all you know each each rations and I'll I'll ju- I'll just sit here and uh, you know leave me leave me alone for about ten minutes and uh, I'll I'll see what I can see. While Butch is meditating, I'll um, just keep an eye out around us just to stay on high alert. Over the course of the next ten minutes, nothing comes after you necessarily, but you turn and look at um like one of the lizards who's looking at you and as you look at it it starts to do like lizard push-ups like the the aggressive like you know what i mean like how anoles do when they get ticked off um you co- turn and look okay there's this bird here and he fluffs his feathers up to look real big like he's trying to punk you a little bit um kind of all of them are showing signs of aggression of one kind of another they're not coming after you but they are showing like that level of uh, aggressive posturing all right so <clears throat> now that it's been 10 minutes i will um l- l- look around okay for any animals that i can that i can see and and, and maybe falcus points out that lizard, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> and I'm still kind of in a meditative state, but I, um, assuming Falcus did point out that lizard, I'm going to try talking to the lizard instead of a bird or, or anything. Um, and I'll, I'll look right at it and say, hello. Uh, the, the lizard who you're talking to is on the ground, uh, kind of partly obscured by um, some jungle foliage. Like, I don't know if they have bushes in the jungle, but like that kind of 
you know, low to the ground kind of plant life. And you approach it like do, are, I, I presumably like the way that you said hello, like in a very soft voice, you're like trying to be very non-aggressive. But like the fact of the matter is this is a small, you know, it's not an anole. It's like it's not that small, but it's also not like a, a guano or a chameleon. Like right. it's not quite that big. Like it's a small lizard and you are massive in comparison. Um, so like the size differential there, you'd think a small creature like this would bug out. This thing starts doing like the lizard pushups again and starts to flare out its throat a little bit. And you, he, he makes little lizard chirping noises at you. And you understand that to be, Hey, get walking big stuff or I'll show you what it means to step into my territory. He's pushing ups, push up, push up, push up. Are we not welcome in your territory? This is my turf and you're ticking me off. Push-ups, push-ups, push-ups. Neck flare, neck flare. Why are you angry? What's it to you, ugly? You know how many jerks like you have taken out this week? You better get to stepping before I show you the business. Push-ups, 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 push-ups. Have I done you harm? I'm going to do you harm. To be clear, like, this creature is no threat to you whatsoever. Right. Like, this is little tiny dude. Okay, I'm I'm going to um, slowly slowly look around, see if I'm sure there's tons and tons of like insects and animals and whatever. Um, yeah, you've been camped on the road here for about ten minutes. When you approached, there were a few, and as you stayed here, some more showed up. Lizards, birds, bugs. Okay, I'd like to. Uh, uh, look 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 at a bird uh, what does a bird look like uh there's a like a like a parrot not far from you that's sitting on a on a, a tree branch kind of perched fluffs up his feathers looks real big kind of opens his wings a little bit his head like does the head feather thing where the the feathers poke up and he gives you a lot of the same attitude a lot of the same like what are you looking at uh that that kind of a vibe I would like to catch one of the the lizards if I can. And my idea is I want to give it the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest of nicks on its skin to see how if it blood boils. I don't want to kill it. I don't want to really injure it. I just want to just give it a tiny, tiny little cut. Um, That's not very nice. I'm trying to decide how to make your roll for that because, I mean, if you're just trying to grab it, then maybe, um, I mean, technically trying to grab something is like a grapple, but it seems strange to call to call for an athletics check to do I'm this. And if you're trying to lizard. damage it, even if it's only a tiny bit, then that's really more for a weapon roll. I would say to just roll, um, yeah, to heck with it. Let's let's just do a um, let's just do an athletics check to start to try to do a grapple. 17, which is actually pretty good considering I only have a plus one. Thinking more decks because of how quick lizards are. Sure, but like when you do a grapple, like if you're trying to grab somebody, it's a um, it's a strength versus their strength or their dexterity. Um, but you are easily able to, you know, you 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 wait for your moment, and then you reach out and you you are able to, like the speed and the 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 accuracy and everything you're able to grab this thing. Um, 
even like you're not trying to do weapon damage to it, but you can kind of scratch it with a nail or something. It bleeds. Um, it's not boiling blood like you saw on you know previous creatures, um, but now it's like it's thrashing, it's biting. Um, it's not biting such to do any damage, but it's it's trying to bite at you. Butch, you can hear this thing screaming like, "Put me down, you big ugly." thing or else I'm gonna, me and my boys, we're gonna take you out. We're gonna feed you to the, the lizards and, you know, like a lot of really threatening, you know, a lot of like, hey, I'm walking here kind of, um, kind of attitude. I'm gonna take a piece of cloth and just kind of dab at the part that I cut and make sure that it clots and before I let him go. Yeah, no problem. Not boiling blood. I don't know what's got these guys all riled up, but I mean... We're looking at the sky out here, you know, I would we would have pointed it out to Ari. I'm like, that's not the direction of sunset, and it's nowhere even near sunset. So something something's definitely up. We should def we should well probably shouldn't go towards the light, but uh, I think in this case we're gonna have to figure out what the heck's going on here. I'm at a loss for something useful to ask an animal. Um, it- I think we've done what we could. There's no reason the animals would be upset with us. Um, it's belligerence without purpose. Would Butch, would you have kind of relayed the conversation that you guys had? I can do. Yeah. If you <clears throat> like, uh, yeah, um, I, I let you know what's going on and that, uh, that that poor lizard and a bird basically said the same thing and they're threatening us even though they're no threat but they're angry at us for being here did something maybe and want us to leave come in before us like maybe it's it's just offensive because something happened before us and now they're just on alert did they mention anything in the past day or two or honestly ari it it just seems they're mad at because they're awake. They're just mad because we're here. It it doesn't. I mean, um, it it does it doesn't seem there's any particular thing. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna leave that lizard alone. But uh, let I got I can do this for a few more minutes, and I ask the bird, beautiful bird. We are of no threat to you. Have others come here to who sought to do you harm? Uh, Ari and Falkus hear a series of like aggressive bird chirps. Butch, you interpret this to be, yeah, people come through here all the time and I'm tired of it. This is my tree. What are you doing near my tree? You want a piece of me? Where would you like us to go? I want you to get away from my tree. This is my turf. Get away from my tree. Don't even look okay. at my tree. This is, listen to me. This is my tree. Don't even look at my tree. Okay. Well, me and my companions, we're going to head north. We're going to head that way. And I point. Is is it more angry this way? Or, pointing north? Or... Is it more angry that way? What is your What is your feeling? I'm trying to ask it like how how directions feel. 
Which which direction feels nicer to you? Okay. I get where you're going. Um, he says, I got more than enough anger for you right here, bub. But if you're really looking to get your hurt on, my boy's up to the north. Ooh, you think I would mess you up? And I would mess you up. Don't get me wrong. I would mess you up real hard and good. But if you really want to get your teeth kicked in, my boy's up north. You better not look at their trees. Don't even think it. You better walk through this forest with your eyes closed. Because if you go looking at their trees, oh, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. Okay. Well, well, thank you. And I, I wish you well. As you back away and as your speak with animals slowly starts to fade, uh, you hear, yeah, that's what I thought. Step on my tree. Well, it seems that the further north we go, the more the wildlife will rough, you know, will ruffle its feathers, so to speak. But that doesn't surprise me. I I don't know. We all all the weirdness has been going on. There's this red sky over there. We got angry animals. We got blood boiling orcs. But there was nothing wrong with that li- lizard that you could see physically, huh, Falcus? No boiling blood here, none whatsoever. Um, if we if we are going to continue on north here, I say. You know, here we're just dealing with some lizards and some birds that we're seeing here, but these jungles hold bigger predators, and I'm worried about them jumping us when we least expect it. So I'd say have our weapons at the ready, because we don't know what's going to hit us as we continue to go deeper into this. I I agree. I I, I think the novelty has worn off now, and uh, let's see, how far you reckon we are? How far have we walked so far? Uh, from Booty Bay. Uh, you guys picked up on the oddities of this place pretty quickly. You're probably only about 10 or 15 minutes outside of town. What? And we stopped for lunch? <laughs> well, just, a late, late morning snack. A handful of M&Ms on the trail is not always the same as lunch. If you guys actually deducted, um, oh my God. He's literally got a bag of M&M's. If you guys actually <laughs> deducted any rations or anything like that from your bags, you didn't need to do that. You can re- you can replenish those. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, you started walking through the forest, started taking note of the things around you. You're all that. You're not all that far from town. Um, OK, so we we haven't walked very far and uh, at a normal pace, how f- how long would it take us to get to Garabashi Arena? Um, I don't actually have a number in mind for that, but probably at a normal pace, probably like two hours, three hours. Okay. Well, all, all, all right. So we still got some, some walking to do. And, uh, I wish we had asked someone for a ride. I tell you what, but I, I think we should uh, go in our regular margin orders now. And uh, I, I, I take out my my great axe that I got from Sh- Shark Tooth, 
and which I haven't named yet, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I made a big deal about needing to name it when I got it, but I didn't do that yet. And uh, maybe I maybe it needs to earn its name, you know. So um, I I ready my we weapon and I take a few steps back to get behind Ari. I'll take point and I'll have my uh, my bow at the ready with a with an arrow, ready to draw if we need to. Start hiking that way. Okay. Right. You guys continue onward. Um, it's not very long before the sounds of the jungle slowly start to change and you hear a new thing. It, so far, you've already heard like the buzzing of insects in the jungle. You, that's a normal sound for you at this point. But you begin to hear a larger, louder kind of a droning kind of a buzzing coming from somewhere ahead of you, like but off to one side, like in the trees somewhere. A buzzing? A droning? Yeah. Does it sound like an animal type of buzzing or like a mechanical man-made type of buzzing? Oh, no, it does not sound mechanical in any way. Um, okay. It actually, it sounds a lot like, you know, the like the, the way that bugs sound when okay. they're swarming in the jungle or whatever, but this is it's louder, it's lower uh, in, like, uh, 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 pitch, and it's, it's basically, it sounds larger. Being of attunement to more magics than anything, um, does it feel magical in nature? I, I mean, do you have a way to sense magics in that way? Like, a... a you could roll an arcana check to see if you could tell the difference, but I mean, without casting like detect magic, your your knowledge will be somewhat limited. Okay, I was just thinking because just knowing that I can arcane torrent as well, being a, a high elf slash blood elf, that was kind of where I was thinking that I just have a natural feel for magics. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, but uh, I'll roll an arcana uh, fourteen. Actually, all right. So you make a good point about high elves, humans, orcs. Um, these are creatures that have a natural magic affinity, especially in the world of Azeroth. My God, humans pick up humans and orcs both pick up magic like it's their job. Um, but elves have a long cultural history of it. And high elves in particular are kind of known for especially after having been contaminated with so many of them having been contaminated with fell magic so quickly um, that uh, taking in magic is something that's um, very common amongst your people. So on a 14, I will tell you that you do feel a twinge in the air. feels very strange. feels like something unnatural is, is present. But beyond that, you're having trouble discerning exactly specifics. Right. Okay. Um, definitely something magical, weird here. Who knows what? Um, let's let's approach this very carefully. Um, I'll try to scout my way towards the the buzzing sound to see what we got uh, sneakily, in case it is giant buzzing bugs that I don't want to disturb or have them know my presence is here. Roll both a stealth check and a perception check. 16 on the stealth and a 12 on the perception. 
Okay. Um, as you walk, you crouch down low. You're kind of like alongside the tree line, your bow out. You're looking in. You're trying to see if you see movement. You're trying to listen for sound. And you see the slightly indistinct shape just due to the foliage of a uh, a flying creature of some kind uh, flittering its way through the foliage um, the buzzing sound that you hear you can like you can tell with your ears like just tracking the sound that it's following that same shape so you're like okay that's the thing that's making the noise it's making this buzzing sound as it flies through the fo- the, the, the woods um, it and it's like kind of flying in in arcs and then toward um, you know a space where you can hear this noise happening in the woods alright if we leave this thing it could turn around to sneak up behind us when we're least expecting it um, or we can jump it and see what it is. And, and I mean, obviously I, I would have snuck my way back to the group and told them what I saw. Um, or we can jump it and see what it's slurping on. What do you guys want to do? So some, so there's an animal that's eating another animal is what you're describing. Well, maybe it's been fed then. I bet we could move forward here tiptoeing I don't know if we know if it's a threat like if it's just like you know the bird that that Butch was talking to it's just a bigger it's just a creature that's native here and it's just catching our attention because we're not used to it or if it is something else I know the animals are acting weird and the, the red glowy sky but I don't necessarily know if that means that this isn't normal for this area. Well, Falk has described it as uh, about the size of a bat. And unless there's a swarm of them, I think we're okay. Let, let's get going. Well, our choices are let's get going or let's jump in after it. I, it sounds like it's eating to me. I'm fine for not engaging in this thing because this thing sounds pretty large and not too happy. So, um, well, could be happy because it's eaten, but uh, they would tiptoe out of here pretty quickly. Okay. Um, if you guys, if you're going to move forward without trying to attract any attention, it would be a stealth check from each of you. Alcus with a 20. Ari with a 17. Butch with an 11. Okay. Uh, you guys continue on your way north. You're trying your best not to make any noise. And in the distance, you can hear the buzzing sound and the slurping sound slowly start to fade as you move away from this space. Good deal. My great axe is still readied, but let's, <laughs> you know, let's continue forward. And my bow. <laughs> as you guys continue to make your way north along the road, the, the the sound of the the buzzing in the in the background behind you starts to fade um, and you're okay so things are looking okay from there and then ahead of you rounding 
uh, as the road starts to turn, you see that, you know, there's, there's, uh, a shape appearing on the road in front of you. Um, you see what looks like in the distance was probably two figures, two, um, humanoid figures, one larger, one smaller who are pulling a large cart. Um, as you start to get closer, you can see that the cart looks like it was designed to be pulled by a large beast of burden of some kind, like bigger than a horse. Um, but there's no beast of burden to be seen. It's just these two dudes, each one holding like one side of the yoke and they're dragging this cart, um, along the road. Um, as you get closer, you see that, uh, the larger form is an orc and the smaller form is a dwarf. The orc is muscular, the way that orcs typically are, and he's wearing the kind of robes that you normally see on, like, hor- like orcish and horde spiritual leaders, like that kind of a garb. And the dwarf is dressed in the kind of gear that you'd expect to see on a jungle explorer. He's got on, like, sturdy pants, and his shirt has, like, sweat stains on it, and he's got, like, a wide-brimmed hat, and he's, uh, he's kind of dirty the way that you look when you've been out in the woods for a few days. Um, and they are on the road ahead of you, uh, approaching. They're on their way south, uh, still at a little bit of a distance. Well, they've pre- surely have already seen us too. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you're not making any effort to hide, now that you're, uh, you you were tiptoeing, but you were not hiding like behind anything uh, yeah, to, on the to road. walk away from the the buzzing sound, and you're just in the yep. middle of the road. So, no, you've you you get the sense that you're probably just as visible to them as they are to you. Yeah, you got to stay on the road to be safe from monsters, but other travelers will be will be there. They I'll, I'll, I'll whisper to like Butch and I'm like if they continue down this road, they're going to encounter that bat thing back there. That could be bad for them. Well, we could we could tell them about it, but I bet they seem more up there. Let's let let's talk to them and see see what's going on. All right, this is your territory. I'm done talking to people. <laughs> um, okay, so I imagine we're kind of close right now. So I will just kind of walk up and give a wave and just like, where are you guys coming from? Yeah, you're able to approach very easily. Uh, do you approach, do you um, do you address either one in particular or just, just hey, kind the of two of general, you, what are you doing? Yeah, just kind of a general. I don't know really who's running this show here yet. So yeah, just a general. Okay. Where are you guys coming from? Uh, the dwarf would look at you and say, ah, well, we're coming from the Explorers League dig site up to the north of here. And, ah, things have been weird, So we've decided to call, uh, call it a little bit and head down into Booty Bay for the, get out of the, get out of the dangers of the jungle for a little while. So... How far away are from the we would we be from the Explorers League? Like, could I tell how long they've been traveling? Has it been like an hour or so? Or, I mean, would you know that? Yeah, what I, like... <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know that. Okay. Um, but if asked, he would say, oh, "We've been on the road for, um, I don't know, maybe forty-five minutes by now." Okay. Would you say? And he turns to the orc, and the orc just sort of grunts and nods. Okay, so the dwarfs run the show. Okay. Um, well. We just we just came from Booty Bay, and I'm not gonna lie. There's some things up ahead up ahead that I'd I'd be cautious or wary of. Um, 
but you know, you guys might be able to handle it. What exactly, you know, went on up at the Explorers dig site? Like, what's going on that you've seen? Ah, uh, it's been it's been weird ever since we arrived. Um, it's been well, we so we've been there for um, about a week, more or less. And it's been just strange the whole time. It's been... The animals have been acting weird. Um, sometimes they're aggressive. Sometimes they attack for no reason. Sometimes they just sort of stare at us. And, you know, we're explorers. We do, we're archaeologists. We've dealt with strange things before. So it's not... It was creepy, but, it, you know, we didn't feel that we were in very much danger. Um, but, I don't know. Things have just been getting on and on. It's been... Um, Yesterday, somebody, one of our men, cut uh, his hand, and his, it wouldn't stop bleeding. And we had to change his bandages like five times over the course of one night. And then this morning, we wake up, and his hand is perfectly fine. There's not even, there's not, not only is there no wound, but there's no scar. Strangest thing. Um, sometimes we'll be uh, staying up at night, the fire's going, we're enjoying, you know, our evening drink, and suddenly. Like night and day, all of the sounds of the insects of the forest just stop. And it's dead quiet. And then suddenly, like you, like I say, night and day, like a flip in a switch, suddenly it all comes back again. It's been very strange. And we, again, we dealt with strange things in the past. We, were under, we understand that the jungle is full of dangers. Uh, but then this young Ark and uh, his Taran compatriot, uh, entered our camp and said that they had just come from up further up north and that things were getting really, really bad and that maybe it might be a good idea if we abandoned ship on this and found shelter down where it was safe. Where's the, the Torrin companion? Uh, the the orc like who adjusts the weight of the cart that he's still kind of holding. He points with one hand over his shoulder and says, Trog and I came up from uh, further north than the dig site. And when we saw that they had this large cart and nothing to pull it, and he turns and looks at the dwarf again and goes, I told you the thing ran off in the middle of the night. I don't know what happened to it. It just it just up and left. Same thing with everything else that's been, every other animal that's been in this jungle that's been acting weird. It was perfectly fine, and then all of a sudden just decided it was going to stamp, go stampede enough, so we don't have nothing to pull out our cart no more. He says, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Draga's up north at the Explorers League dig site. He's helping them pack up the rest of their stuff, but all the, the big equipment, they loaded up into the cart. The two of us are pulling this down the booty bay. They should be behind us any minute. They're finishing up their thing, uh, but we really, really don't think that it's a good idea for anybody to go very much further north um the 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 trolls are doing blood sports for no reason other than to do blood sports that we can figure out there's no they don't take money they don't earn anything from it they just they just hope people show up and get into fights in their territory um they've even gone to luring people in with treasure um we went in there we fought in their arena. We killed one of their troll guys and they were, it was weird. They were just happy to have seen the fight. They're just doing murder for the sake of doing murder in there. Did you win anything? Uh, our hunter took a bow 
And then as soon as that was done, they hauled out another. It was the way they have their arena set up is in the middle. There's like this chest and you fight this guy. And if you win, you take the the treasure. And then as soon as it was done, they walk a whole nother chest out and put it right there. And they're like, all right, well, we're ready for the next contestant. It's like they just want people to go there and die. Did you say the Torrin took it? No, our hunter took it. Oh, I didn't know you had another person in your party. Who's that? Uh, our hunter, he's a uh, he's a troll. He's a uh, well, we picked him up recently. He's a Zandalari. His name is Arcot. He's back at the previous cart with the next or the previous. No, no, he and our um, he and our uh, demon hunter went up further north to go to the Gromgol base camp to warn them to get out of Dodge as well. We figure this whole place is getting too hot. Why'd you, why'd you head up there in the first place? Well, we heard there was, we heard there was treasure to be had, so we go we go in there to go after treasure. But like what we saw was a little too intense. We we think it's something. We, I'm not 100 percent sure exactly what's going on, but they have everything in Northern Stranglethorn is is a mess. Uh, there's this blanket red mist that just covers like everything from uh, just outside of Gromgall to down to the Gurbashi Arena to over to Zulgarub. Like the whole area of Northern Stranglethorn is just covered in this like this mist. Um, they have a shaman or a medicine man or a hex priest or I don't know what kind of a creature. Some it's a uh, one of the trolls at the arena has this. I don't know, magic spear or something that our hunter got real freaked out about and said, hey, listen, this is really bad news and we all need to split. So he and our demon hunter, who are probably the best suited for dealing with Northern Stranglethorn right now, went up to Gromgol to tell them to bug out. And the, the, me and our, uh, our Taran warrior came down here to do the same thing for anyone who we found along the way. We're trying to get everybody either down to Booty Bay behind guards or off of the peninsula, period. We're actually headed north now. I feel that we're pretty well suited as well. How far up the road do you think your other friends are now? Uh, well, Trag, our warrior, is only about 45 minutes that way at the base camp. If they haven't, if he, if he and the other dwarves haven't already started on the road. Uh, hey, if this guy's going to keep talking, I'm going to keep asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for names. Arcot and Wellath, our uh, our demon hunter, went up north. So they're like beyond the arena. They're beyond the, the whirlpool that splits northern and southern Stranglethorn. They're up there somewhere. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry, fellas. I didn't, I didn't catch y'all's names. My name is Butch. Uh, the dwarf does like he starts to try to do a bow, but then realizes, oop, nope, juggling too much stuff. All right, never mind. And he goes, uh, "My name is Taran, Taran Frostheel." And uh, the orc says, "Drak." <clears throat> All right. Well, to be honest, we were at obviously we're we're heading north. We're heading the same direction to uh, Garabashi. And yeah, we've noticed this red, and, and we've noticed a whole lot more go, going around. We've noticed um, healing. 
like like you uh, d d just described. We we've we've even noticed uh, blood that was a boiling from from some creatures, you know, offshore from here. Have have y'all noticed anything like that? Like <laughs> boiling blood? Yeah, we've seen similar things from some of the larger beasts in Northern Stranglethorn. The smaller stuff doesn't usually, but the larger stuff does. Well, it seems like all the animals don't want us to be here. There's red mist everywhere. There's something terrible going on in Garabashi. It, you know what? I reckon we should we should uh, avoid it and just go back to Booty Bay and drink. What do y'all think? I don't. I don't I, I, no, I. I don't think so. I, 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 I giggle because <laughs> <laughs> we're we're marching straight to Garabashi. I know that. Uh, so there's there is no way my my friends could be talked out of this, and it is noble what you and your friends are doing, tell, telling people to get out, but. You reckon there's anything we can do to help make this not be a thing anymore? Right. Okay, so Drock shrugs and he says, I'm not an expert. Um, the one person who I think would probably know something would have been our hunter who got very, I will say, anxious when we got to the Gurubashi Arena. Uh, he was the one who made the call that we needed to work to get, you know, anybody who we found out of harm's way. I mean, I would ask him, but he's in the middle of Northern Stranglethorn right now. He has a lot of, like I say, he's a Zandalari, so he has a lot of background in, like, do you, were you guys on Zandalar Isle? I would have made trips out there if I was hanging out in Boralus for... Uh, BFA, yes. So you saw what was happening in Nazmir? Yeah. This has the same ring to it. And I think that's why our hunter got as uh, nervous as he did. And if a troll hunter is telling people to get out of troll territory... Well, he's Zandalari, and these people are Gurubashi, so there are... There are links, but they're they're not the same people. What you think all trolls look alike? The heck! L listen, Falcus, I'm just trying to piece together. So we got we got we got some some magical evil going on right now. We got, I mean, when I hear arena, I'm thinking blood sport anyway. But now we're talking. Someone's got a magic spear. We got pe people warning people away. So, at this point, Ari's going to start piecing some things together. Um, as Falcus and Butch has been talking, like, she's been listening. Um, so she's going to turn to the, the dwarf and the, the orc, because I'm bad with names. Um, you said you've been here about a week or so. Is that both of you, or just the explorers? Uh, the dwarf and his party... He would say that they've been here for about a week, maybe a week and change. Okay. The, I, f I forget the exact, like I don't have a timeline or a calendar in front of me, so I'm, okay. I'm fudging this a little bit, but the orc 
and his group would expl- like he would explain that he and his group arrived um, on you know X days ago, and you okay. put that together to be like, oh, that was like one or two days after we left Booty Bay to go do the pirate thing. Okay. So they got they got into town after you did. Did we happened to notice probably about two two and a half weeks ago now some strange things in the sky, and when we got to Booty Bay, we're told that. North of Booty Bay, trolls were acting strange, but also that maybe something landed up here. Have either of you guys heard anything about or seen anything about where where this thing might have bit landed or what it would have been? Any rumors or murmurs? Uh, the dwarf would like you. That kind of piques his like his interest and he starts saying oh yeah that's uh one one of the things that we were hoping to find we're like i say explorers but also archaeologists and we do a lot of digging um we had heard uh something similar that you know some various peoples from like stormwind has an idea for where some things landed and booty bay has some ideas for and then so there was some ships off the sea who saw some things we tried to triangulate as best we could uh yes there was a um there was our best understanding is somewhere in Stranglethorn something did crash from that day. Sidebar: Stranglethorn could be both where we're at and Northern, or does he just mean the southern part that we're at? Uh, yeah. He when he says Stranglethorn, he means like everywhere between Booty Bay to Darkshire, okay. or not Darkshire, uh, Duskwood. I just want to make sure that that was what I was oh, thinking. Okay. So at this point, I'm just talking out loud, not really caring that like people we just met are hearing. It's kind of curious that this strange thing falls from the sky and it sounds like, based on talking to you and some of the murmurs from from things we've done, when that happened, that's when things started to get strange up here. I'm wondering if either that thing is the cause of all of this, the red mist, I have a feeling maybe that mist is what's making the animals crazy, maybe it affects things differently, depending on who you are or what you are. Um, maybe that's why they're so hyped up. Because if the trolls are here for a bloodbath, I mean, from Butch, from the sound of it, the the little itty bitty lizard was ready to take us on, knowing full well that look at us. So I'm wondering if either where that thing crashed is the root of all this, or if someone found it first and is now creating all this. Or, or someone made something crash on purpose. And remember, there wasn't just one one thing that fell out of sky, the sky that night. There was tons. But I'm thinking maybe the cause of this we know. I, I think it has something to do with whatever fell from the sky. I think that's what's causing the animals being strange, the red mists. Um, the Overhearing all of this, the dwarf would... Uh, speak up and say, well, I don't know if I can speak to all that, but I have been in Stranglethorn before all of that happened. Like a couple months ago, I was here looking for some, like doing a different job and none of this was a problem at the time. So, I mean, whatever's happening here now must have happened, you know, between the last time I was here and now. So it's possible. Just curious, something to... To ponder. You uh, had mentioned the the spear at the Gurubashi Arena. Was 
that the next prize they put up, or was that somebody there wielding it? Oh, no, no, no. They have this... Um, he was... Actually, he was dressed something like... Have you ever... I'm getting a, a, a weird read from you. I, I don't know if you spend very much time in Ogremar. Uh, how familiar are you with uh, Warchief Vuljin? I am. I know of him. Do you remember the way that he used to dress? He had... Um, he wore uh, robes, but also carried... Uh, like he had a dagger on a sheath on his forearm and he had the decorative uh, headpiece with the actually I'm describing him from memory and I don't actually remember what he looked like so Bulgin. Um he had the, the the decorative shoulder piece and the bone work and the 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 face paint do you do you know what I'm talking about I this do. The, the the troll that was running the show uh, was dressed very similarly um, and was the only one so decorated. So I'm thinking, okay, some sort of spiritual leader, some sort of if he was a shadow hunter or if he was a shaman or if he was something like this uh, and had his uh, weapon, his symbol of authority, whatever. He carried it like it was equal parts, both. Um, he had that, but no, what they what they put as treasure in front of you know, the adventurers who come out to fight are locked in a chest and they're in the middle of the arena and you have to like fight through their guy to get to it. Um, what I told you about earlier was something that the guy was like, he had, like, he's not giving that up as prize. I don't think. Not willingly. Does he just watch from the arena? Oh, there's a huge audience. It's not just him. There's, there were at least a few dozen trolls in the arena as audience just cheering on the mayhem. But but y'all saw someone pick up the bow? Uh yeah, our hunter took it. So so y'all won. Yeah. I mean, we in fairness, we were we are uniquely equipped for a fight of that nature. Um trolls uh especially Gurubashi trolls have a hard time with fire and of our party Three of the four of us, I think, have fire-based attacks. So it wasn't all that difficult for us, but... Oh, oh, okay. I got a question. Were, were you... Were, a week or so back, a few days back, did you did you mess up a bunch of oil rigs? No. All right, never mind. I, I thought you was someone else. Um... So th- this fight can be won, is what you're saying, and, and y'all won it. And uh, how many people were in, y- were in y'all's party? Uh, four. Our party are a Taran warrior, myself, a blood elf demon hunter, mm-hmm. and a uh, Zandalari troll hunter. Alrighty then. Uh, so y'all go down the booty bay. And, uh, what, what do you got in the cart? Uh, mining equipment. Um, what else, what is, what is all in here? And the, the dwarf goes, ah, well, we have a couple of block and tackle for moving large stone off of anywhere where there might be covering up what we need to dig for. Uh, there's some climbers kits just in case we find, uh, you know, a place where we might need to be rappelling or climbing up. 
There's tools, you know, crowbars, grappling hooks, sledgehammers, ladders, you know, pickaxes, shovels, all things that, of that nature. All that makes sense. Well, <sighs> I think I, we've got. I, I appreciate all, all the information and, and, and definitely the warning. I tell you, it, it, it doesn't get much friendlier uh, in, in your direction. Um, that you're going, but I, I think y'all be fine. Now, um, you you said that we should, if we're gonna, that y'all used a bunch of fire in that fight. I, 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 I bet we could do the same. Um, in in, well, Falcus is up to you. I think we've held them up long enough with our questions. Appreciate your time, guys. Really do. Um, safe travels down the road. If you hear buzzing, walk carefully. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of start making my way up further north on the road. Thank you, gentlemen. Spirits watch over you. Godspeed. feel like that orc was spilling too many beans? No. Um, no? If the troll's goal was to get people out, maybe he was just telling us stuff to try and discourage us from going forward? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I felt... Either it was DM done on purpose, or not. So I think it's DM done on purpose. Okay, because I, I feel like he was giving us way too much information, especially seeing, I mean, because I would assume Ari's on the road as a human. Granted, he's traveling with a dwarf, but then again, the Explorers League is neutral. So it's, yeah, I guess there is some neutrality there, but I f- feel like not just all. knowing how, I was just going to say, just not just knowing us, well depends on who you're talking to, wouldn't be as forthcoming with all that information as they were. And I think orcs would have kept that a little bit more to their chest. So presumably this conversation happens like a little bit down the road away from this conversation, right? Yes. Okay. If you're actually curious about trying to suss out his hidden motivations or his... um you know, make inferences based on the things he said or his body language, you are welcome to roll an insight check. Okay. But we're already past it, so. No, no, no. I'm telling you to do it now. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, insight. Don't have much in insight. I rolled an eight plus zero. Um, in general, it seemed like the things he was saying make sense considering again, the company he was keeping and the surroundings that you've seen, there isn't anything that jumps out at you as being mismatched. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like, oh, well, if, like, I think it was Summer said, 
if he was actually interested in trying to get everybody out of Dodge, all the things he said are in line with that goal. There's there's nothing that the orc, Drak, could gain by not telling us all that stuff. I mean, they've already went to the arena. They already won. Their hunter got the bow. <laughs> um, th- there's nothing... Yeah, I, I guess I was just. I can see. Yeah, I was just thinking like more as a player that it would have taken more effort out of us to get all that information out of him. That's all I'm feeling. That's I think, all. given the circumstances, I think normally, yeah, especially since we play WoW, orcs are kind of that like in the beginning, the grunt and just bare minimum. But if he's traveled with this group for the wire while, and the hunter was seriously kind of spooked out, I think he might just be following orcs and just like, yep, yeah, let's just get people going. I'm going to tell you everything that's going on. Maybe that'll convince you. I think with the circumstances, it's not weird. But I can see your viewpoint. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but we're still going to we're, we're still gonna continue to forge ahead. And uh, we'll always try our hand at the arena. See what else with the new thing in the chest is. The road to the arena is paved with strange encounters. Whatever is causing the strange activity in the jungle has begun to affect the small animals, and a group of dwarves have abandoned their dig site. Our heroes have confirmed that the bow Falkus wanted to win has already been claimed, but they're not going to let that stop them from pushing forward. What will happen as they delve deeper into the jungles of Stranglethorn? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.